After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. After my heart attack, Cash from Active Care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from Active Care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is Active Care? Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. All right. Good morning. Good morning and welcome. Welcome to the Morning Report. My name is Willie Lawson. And uh, boy, oh boy, do we have a lot to talk about today. Just a bunch of stuff to talk about today. And and a very special announcement that I will get to a little later in this morning's program. I trust that you had a great weekend. It is a marvelous Monday. It's getting a little overcast here. The sun was bright and shiny a minute ago when I looked out there. Now it's getting a little overcast. Uh, again, um, again, I hope you have a, a, had a tremendous weekend and it looks like, um, hurricane or tropical storm Umberto is headed out to the, um, the open waters of the ocean and it I managed to escape east of, of the Bahamas. And that is, and that is wonderful. Um, unfortunately it's headed toward Bermuda. Hopefully it will diminish by the time it gets there to will be nothing more than an afternoon rain shower. Uh, when it gets there, if it gets there in any sort of form at all, we're going to pray that it that the wind shear continues to tear that storm up. So it it is nothing to worry about. 
as Umberto um, goes out to goes out to sea and disperses and goes away. All right, um, <clears throat> this is always an interesting day. Monday Monday always is uh, when we when we go over the news cycle for the weekend. All sorts of things sort of get shoved into the at the to the weekend news cycle that people don't want you to know about. Well, I pulled a couple. Um, our friends in Chicago, we're actually going to do two stories on Chicago today. We're going to do this story and we're going to do the Hey Jackass report. Um, but this one I find interesting. And um, this 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 is something that I, that I think a lot of people who who are invested in the city of Chicago, frankly, should be very worried about. And if you have a home there, if you have a job there, or if, if you are invested in any way, shape, or form in the city of Chicago... This is a story that I think you should pay attention to. Um, I was, according to townhall.com, Chicago, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, I think I think it was town, town, it was town hall, I don't remember what it was. Um, Chicago may be the largest city in America to have to declare bankruptcy. What? And especially for the amount of taxes that they um, they levy on visitors and citizens. Uh, it's just it's 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 hard to th- it's hard to think when you think of cruising down the Miracle Mile. Uh, this is a city that is on the brink of financial disaster. Chicago has a one billion dollar budget deficit. Can you imagine? Can you imagine this, being being sit, sitting on the city council? And being on the city council for a number of years, or being mayor for a number of years, and and know that when the bean counters come to you, they say we have a one billion with a B dollar hole in our budget. A billion dollars. How does a city raise a billion dollars? If you're a citizen, if you're a citizen or a resident of Chicago right now. My my sincerest advice, really, is to get up the hell out of there today. Make plans today to execute tomorrow. Because there's a $1 billion shortfall in the city's budget. A billion dollars. That is unbelievable to me. Now, when you say a billion dollars is shortfall, most cities in America don't have a billion dollar budget. But a billion dollar shortfall. And it gets worse than that. Looking forward, the city of Chicago has $42 billion in unfunded liabilities. Including um, things like things like pensions. And we've and we've talked about pensions. Pensions, um, it's great. Uh, I am eligible for my pension from the Hillsborough County Schools School District in the state of Florida, um, and because of my job and the and, and the amount of money that I made and the years I work, it's not going to be much. It's going to be enough to pay the electric bill every month. You now, when I decide to get it, it's going to be it's going to be enough to pay the electric bill. Actually, it'll be enough to pay on past back due IRS taxes but that's that's all it is so it's not a whole lot it's not something that, that I'm going to be able to re- that I was ever going to be able to retire on 
Um, so it's going to be handy. But if you think about the general concept, it's a really it's a ridiculous concept where you actually pay people for not working. It's insane, really. And I know that it typically uh, pensions typically go to to people who, when they were working, didn't make that much money. So this is a way to to help them in their retirement, you see, to reward them later. But the amount, but you know what people are, the thing is, and, and, and here's the, and, and here's, here's the, the problem in the theory is that people are living longer than they expected. Here's the sick part about actuary tables. The actuary tables actually were computed when people were dying, when people were going to die. They had figured out, the bean counter figured out that when you retire at 65, you were excuse me. You were only going to be alive another three or four years, so it was possible to keep this Ponzi scheme going. Only f- a few people were going to outlive that number, so pensions were a good thing. Now, instead of uh, you retire at sixty-five and you may live another fifteen or twenty years at seventy percent of your income, people are. I mean, these these city pension funds are still in bad shape. The um, the Chicago bonds are at junk status or less. So now the, the, the mayor and the city council are, are getting together to um, restructure the debt. And in our world out here, we call that bankruptcy. What happens when debtors do not get paid from the city of Chicago. What happens when the lawsuits continue? Now, there's some lawsuits that are that are attached to this $42 billion in unfunded liabilities. What happens when more, more um, people who the city owes money don't get paid? What happens to the people who work for these companies who may, may live in and around the, uh, the Chicago land area? It's a cluster, kids. It's a cluster. And this is, this is nothing that, that the city can blame on surrounding states like Illinois or, or surrounding, or, I mean, Indiana, surrounding states that are run by Republicans. It has nothing to do with anything. This is, again, a Petri dish for progressivism. It's a Petri dish for gun control. It's a Petri dish for the kind of progressive policies that are blind to the most basic of economics 101. This is the Petri dish for socialism in the country. And this is what happens. Now, they're going to have to go to the unions and and start renegotiating these contracts. So how... How do you think the unions are going to react? I think the unions are going to start giving back money and start giving back victories. They're going to make concessions, especially on these pensions. Do you think they're going to? Well, the answer to that that question is easy. Uh, hell no. So what's going to start happening? Some of these services are going to have to be curtailed. They're simply going to have to be curtailed. My neck, I mean, my my gut reaction is that the city of Chicago will soon be going to the federal government 
for a bailout. They're going to have to go to Donald Trump with hand in hat, hat in hand, um, and say, listen, a major city in America is in trouble. And it is up to the federal government to help out this major city in America. Now, which is typical because the idea is that somebody is supposed to help me from my, my hellish nightmarish disaster because it can't be my fault. And I, and I will not have to make any adjustments to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Because that's the mentality. Think about this. This budget, $1 billion deficit in this budget alone. There are, out there in the future, there are $42 billion in unfunded liabilities, including pensions and the like. Lawsuits. $42 billion for one city. It is impossible to fathom that one city could be such a mess financially. A city with as much potential, a city with as many people, a city with a tax base as high as Chicago. It's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to imagine. So is it, and this is something that we can talk about on an ongoing basis, basis. Is it, is it mismanagement? Is it malfeasance? Is it corruption? Or is it all three? Is it all of them? Is it everything? Is it the perfect storm of crap in leadership over a bunch of years? Now, Lori Lightfoot just became the mayor of Chicago after Rahm Emanuel. Now, I'm not blaming Rahm Emanuel in particular. I'm not blaming um, Lori Lightfoot at all. Hell, she just got there. She just got there. She just got the booster seat from Amazon for her chair in her office just got delivered yet, got delivered Friday. You understand? Her booster seat from Amazon for her office, you know what, in, you know, at City Hall just got delivered. None of this is her fault. None of this is her fault. Not a bit of it. So please, I'm not I'm not throwing rocks at Lori Lightfoot, uh, but I am throwing rocks some at Rahm Emanuel because this you know Rahm Emanuel didn't run up forty two billion dollars in unfunded liabilities. This is a systemic, a historically systemic problem in a place like Chicago that has been run by Democrats, and even more so, not just Democrats, has been run by uh, progressives been run, run by social socialist progressives for the past 50 years that's the people that I believe that I will hold responsible not only in the mayor's office but in city you know what in city council offices um, and the county commissioner for that for Cook County and and that no one could stop this train as it, as it was careening down this mountain, going to leave the tracks and crash into the side of this hill. This, you know, and no one seemed to be able to pull the brake. Nobody had the guts to face the unions to pull the brake, even though they knew that at some point the piper would need, would need to get paid and these unfunded liabilities would be the, the end of life as we know it in Chicago. 
Because at some point, and New York has figured this out, you can't keep taxing people. You can't keep taxing the, the, the people who are actually earning the money because what's going to happen is that you're going to run out of their money and they're going to leave. That's all there is to it. There's a lot about Chicago that people like and they want to stay and they want to enjoy. But you know what? If you price those people out of the market by by taxing them to death, by nickel and diming them, by diming and quartering them and quarter and dollaring them to death, eventually they, they will give up and they will go somewhere else. Because frankly, there's nothing that you can do in Chicago that you can't do in other places. It's not that unique. There's not one single job that you can't do somewhere else. A doctor can be a doctor somewhere else. Somebody who works in the financial industry can work in the financial industry somewhere else. Somebody who works in the medical industry can work in the medical industry somewhere else. Someone who works in the you know in the education field can work in the education field somewhere else. If you work in hospitality, you can work in hospitality somewhere else. There's nothing so unique to Chicago that you can only do in Chicago. Hell, you can even make you can even make Chicago style pizza here in Tampa. And I think that somehow the hubris of people saying that people won't leave Chicago because it's Chicago and there's no other place in the world like it, that may be true, but you know what, if you price them out of the market, if you nickel and dime them uh, dime and quarter them, quarter and dollar dollar them to death. Eventually, you will force them out. Eventually, for their own survival, they will have to leave the city that they love. And then, what will you have? You'll have a continuing shrinkage of the tax base of people who actually pay the taxes. If you can, and, and if unless you have the the um, the intestinal fortitude to stand up to the unions and deal with these unfunded liabilities, $42 billion in unfunded liabilities. It's almost impossible to even fathom. Even with a billion dollar shortfall in their budget this year, Chicago is going belly up. And again, if you get any, any investment in Chicago, my advice is to get out right now. That's all there is to it. All right, we'll be back right after these messages. Hey, y'all, Jeff Foxworthy here. Now, if you've ever found yourself repeating the same thing over and over for 75 years, you might be... Smokey Bear. Only you can prevent wildfires. That's why I'm filling in for Smokey to switch things up, because there's a lot more to say. And I should know, because my grandfather was a firefighter, and one of the things he taught me is that the people that love the outdoors the most are often the ones accidentally starting wildfires, which means always BYOB. <laughs> no, bring your own bucket to the campfire. And be extra careful with things like burning yard trimmings. Don't just walk away, or chances are you might be starting a wildfire. 
So for the love of the outdoors, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When floodwaters reach your door? When wildfires are engulfing the edge of your neighborhood? Or an earthquake is destroying buildings? When a tornado is tearing through town? Or a hurricane strikes? Or is the best time, perhaps, today? During a disaster, you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think. And it's not always as simple as using your cell phone. That's why now is the time to take action. Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work. <laughs> I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active. Another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes. Another if you've got high blood pressure. If you're overweight, raise another finger. Two if you're very overweight. And three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio pre-diabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Welcome back. My name is Willie Lawson. Welcome back to the program. We appreciate you being here. Um, please, please like, subscribe, share with everybody that you know. We really appreciate it. I really, really appreciate it. Now, something else I found over the weekend. Um, it just seems like we don't know um, what's happening because we have found through this all this Russia, Russia, Russia and um, collusion and obstruction and all this stuff that the left has put out towards Donald Trump that has fallen, just fallen harmlessly like a Nerf, like a Nerf football at his feet, um, that there was some, there, there, there have been some real crimes committed by some people in what we're called, what some people are calling the deep state. Um, and if you are a fan of the, the series Scandal, it's like B613 is being found out. There's just been some up and up um, treasonous lying going on. And one of those people who were found guilty of just treasonous lying is a gentleman by the name of Andrew McCabe. Andrew McCabe was the, the uh, he was a, the deputy FBI director. And um, basically they signed, they, they signed an oath that they are going to be, what is it? It says it's truthful, candid, um, candid, truthful, B candid is blunt, 
um, especially when being questioned under, under oath, because it is, is it is incredibly important that the people who are in charge of some of these things are are not dishonest, because then you have a whole class a whole class of underground people with underground information that are actually directing the you know directing the ship. So they basically uh, they are they have an oath that they'll be candid, that they'll be honest. Now, you, you, do you know what happens if you lie to the FBI? If you if you and I lie to the FBI and they find out about it? It isn't like, I mean, if you lie, and I'm not even talking about if you lie, you know, in court, but if you lie to the FBI, do you know what happens? They'll put your ass in jail. That's all there is to it. They'll put your ass in jail. And sometimes... When, when people are being charged with crimes for the FBI and people are just defending themselves out, just defending themselves and say and saying things like, well, I didn't do it. I didn't do that. And if you get convicted anyway, they can dump lying to the FBI on you because you basically defended yourself. Yeah, I know. It, it doesn't seem quite right, does it? Because it isn't. Now, on, th- on three occasions, Andrew McCabe, was found to be less than candid when when in front of the Senate in Senate hearings on three different occasions he was he was found to be less than candid which is uh, which is against the US code which is against the law now US attorney um, um, US attorney Jesse Liu has re- recommended moving um, McCabe's case forward. Now, will the Justice Department pick it up? Pick it up, and will there be a trial? Because if there's a trial, McCabe will spend time in jail. McCabe will spend time in jail. The deputy um, FBI director will spend time in jail if there's a trial. If the Justice Department picks picks that up, now here here is part of the problem for for us. And for Trump and the country, there are still people in the Justice Department that are part of the deep state that do not want this to happen. There are st- there are people who are still there, so this is something that we're really going to have to keep a uh, keep an eye on because this is it's amazing that this can go on. It's amazing that Comey that James Comey is still walking the street. It's amazing that Hillary Clinton is still walking the street. After we found out that they that they had intentionally done things that are treasonous that are, that they have lied about, they are still walking the street. It is absolutely amazing, and um, and until these people spend some time in the Huskow, we are not going to be able to roll back anything. 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 That the left has put out. We're going to lose that battle unless these people spend time in jail, in my opinion. Speaking of losing the battle, um, the New York Times ran a story um, that was a smear campaign against Justice Kavanaugh. You got to remember the, how, how the left was just losing their mind and, and just digging up women who said that when Justice Kavanaugh was in college and in high school even, that he had done some, some horribly inappropriate things to girls. 
Although the the, the um, Miss Bla- Blazy, yeah, couldn't remember uh, what happened. Um, she she didn't remember how she got to the party that Kavanaugh was supposed to be at. She doesn't remember how she got home. She doesn't remember. She doesn't remember exactly what happened. Um, she just and she. Just, I just don't remember. I just don't remember. Um, and this was during his um, his his hearing to be installed into the confirmed into the Supreme Court. And now the New York Times runs an article laying out all these another whole set of false accusations. And now um, today has issued a quote correction end quote, but then continues the same set of lies. Because this is how the left is going to operate moving forward. They're going to operate moving forward by by simply. Um, trying to smear people and get them in. Impe- they want Kavanaugh impeached. They want Trump impeached. They want Kavanaugh out of office because if they can remove Kavanaugh out of office and somehow not get do- and Donald Trump not get reelected and hopefully for them, one of them will get elected and then we'll have to replace two seats because that's exactly when um Justice Ginsburg will will step down, and they, and they and they can pack the court. This is this is all part of a strategy. I'm just saying it's all part of a strategy. So we'll see what happens, and we'll stay on the story here at Morning Report, and we want you to stay on the story on that story where you are because it's super important that you do. All right, um, the Hey Jackass report, and just. The, <laughs> I'm running out of time. I, 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 I need to hurry. I need not to get distracted. Here, let me put in. Uh, there it is. Hey, jackass. Hey, jackass. Um, I just, you know, I was talking to. Well, I won't tell you that because that'll that'll spoil the surprise. Um, let's see here. Oh, it's, it's a very busy site this morning. There, there you go. The Hey Jackass report um, is a is a report that keeps track of murders and shootings in what I call the Petri dish of gun control, Chicago, Illinois. I know another story on Chicago. Like I'm piling on, I'm piling on, um, from September to yesterday, 26 people have been shot and killed in the city of Chicago, 26 people, um, 118 have been shot and wounded for a total of 144 people shot with 28 homicides. Um, just last week, um, from the 8th to the 14th, 16 people were shot and killed. 16 people were shot and killed in the city of Chicago. Um, 59 were shot and wounded. 75 people shot. 18 homicides. Year to date, shot and killed 343. Shot and wounded 1,667. Total of people shot 2,010. In just the city of Chicago. This is a big enough sample that if you pulled the the Chicago numbers out of the national totals, we the country drops ten or fifteen spaces in the number of shootings or gun related deaths in the world. This is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. Um, but there you go. That's what it, that's 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 what's happening in Chicago, and, uh, and and the leftist media, who's all about gun control, are completely 
and totally silent. We've only got 15 seconds here. Um, special announcement. I'm having a a helper come along, do some of the morning reports. And that helper is my friend, Paul Swanson of the Swanson Report. He's going to come on. You're going to hear his voice on this report um, at least a couple of days a week. I want to thank Paul already for his help. He's always been, he's been my ride or die since the beginning. So look forward to hearing a different voice um, on the morning report for at least a couple of days a week. My friend, Paul Swanson of the Swanson Report. If you want to know about Paul, go to the Swanson Report. It's Swanson with an E because it's Swedish. That's what he tells me. Uh, check that out, really. I want to thank Paul uh, for, for coming on and joining us and, and, and doing this thing together. Because we've been doing things together here on the internet for a really long time. And there's nobody more, there's nobody that I trust more than Paul Swanson of the Swanson Report. We got to get out of here maybe for somebody else. So until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody. And for goodness sakes, y'all take care of yourself. We will see you when we see you. Bye bye now. After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get active care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. After my heart attack, Cash from Active Care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from Active Care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is Active Care? Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out of pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com.